Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the right leftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins. Coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 84. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews. Hi, Grace. How you doing? I'm doing great, except, you know, I, I feel like it's like the Groundhog Day movie. Rainy and cloudy again. Yeah, I know. Same here. We're having the same weather. Oh Will gosh, it ever it's a, end? Oh, it's over and over again. I know. Enough yeah. already. I mean, it could yeah. be worse. They're, you know, in oh, the center. Yeah. In the center of Canada, they don't, they don't have place to put the snow. They've got so much snow. So. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah, it's ridiculous. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? We are talking about the book by Edward Klein, All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump. Oh, interesting. Let me tell you. Very interesting. Every chapter is interesting. And there is just so much information. And a little bit about Edward Klein. He's been writing political books about political figures for a very long time. And he's never been sued for defamation. Or if they have sued, they certainly never won. So he's very credible. And legit. Now, you know, there are some people that write that, you know... You wonder if they've made things up. Right. I think Edward Klein is, is legit. He paints a very interesting picture. Um, I'd like to start out talking about President Obama. Okay. Um, and, and know that all of the this book, for the most part, takes place after the election. At least the bulk of the book does. That 2016 election where, you know, Hillary lost, Donald Trump won, and everyone was shocked. Right. But he talks about Obama being so glad to be away from the presidency that he has almost reverted back to the boy, the teenage boy, that laid on the beaches, smoked a little pot, and, you know, hung out with his friends in Hawaii. That's kind of shocking. I would have never guessed that. Well, I wouldn't either. But as he started unfolding this and explaining it, it really all makes sense. Hmm. Obama's not that motivated. He does like to play golf and basketball, watch movies, and apparently play video games. Hmm. Interesting. And smoke a few dupes <laughs> when no one's looking. Apparently, that's wow. what his old friends bring him. He doesn't uh, buy it, according to Edward Klein, but um, his friends will bring it to him. So a gift from Bill and Hillary, you know, every now and then, I guess. <laughs> uh, I don't know if him and Hillary and Bill are actually friends, to tell you the truth. But that doesn't mean that the Obama machine isn't alive and well and running. Right. And that would be Valerie Jarrett and his wife. Hmm. In fact, the picture that Ed Klein paints is that it's basically always been that way. Interesting. You know, that Obama really likes the ideal of people and doing things that help the masses, but he really doesn't like people one-on-one. Hmm. 
Hmm. They talked about one of the first things he did when he was out of the White House and into the mansion that um, I think they first rented in D.C., but have now bought, was, you know, sit around and bought some designer stuff online and got some video games. (laughs) He's chillaxing. Yeah, I mean... it sounds like he really came to care about getting health care passed. Right. But beyond that, he really, it wasn't that he had some master plan about being global president like everybody talked about. And heck, I believed it. Yeah. Sounds like, like he's he retired. Really just, he really didn't want to do much. Yeah, sounds like he's yeah. retired, officially. Well, yeah, and he wants to make some moolah, so there's going to be a few books, and he's going to give a few speeches that someone writes for him and to make his wife and Valerie happy. And you got to remember, they all live in the same house now. Val- Valerie moved in with them. Oh. Um, you got quite the little threesome going there. That is a bit odd. It is very odd that they are organizing the OFA and resistance causes, and they do... Kind of get him to help out for an hour or so. And, you know, the D.C. home is the hub, but it's really Michelle and Valerie. Michelle just got back from a tour through Canada speaking. Oh, did she? Yeah. So she's out there making some moolah. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, Obama's getting paid about $400,000 per speech. Yeah, I know. Isn't that ridiculous? Wow. I mean, what can you say that's worth four hundred <laughs> What's that break down to per word, I wonder? Yeah, per second. Yeah, you know, I'd love to make some cash like that. I did public speaking before and made great cash. It's the best cash I've ever made, but nothing even close to that. Wow. Um, That's kind of the gig they get into, isn't it? If somebody wants to hear you. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so Obama's smoking pot. Back to that because it's kind of cute and funny, you know? (laughs) I love actually but, the imagery that gives me. Well, and and Edward Klein says him and Michelle do not share a bedroom in this house. You know, that's fine. Maybe he snores. Maybe she snores. I mean, I don't know. I don't care whether people share bedrooms. That really is yeah, not my neither. thing. But yeah. he apparently has, you know, his paraphernalia up in his room. <laughs> But sometimes he, he he ventures out in the backyard to smoke a dupe. Well, their daughter got caught on camera and elsewhere smoking a dupe at a Lapalusa. Is that how you say that? Concert in Lollapalooza. Chicago. Yeah. Yeah. Lapalusa and Michelle apparently was screaming at him that he had set a bad example. Now you imagine a former president he really set a bad example for his. Oh, oh gosh, yeah, he's such a loser. You know, <laughs> loser dad. He's got, we should put an L on his forehead. You know, I mean, I'm not an Obama supporter, but for God's sakes, he couldn't have been a bad role yeah. model for his daughter. Yeah, it's pot. Big Even if he deal. did smoke a noob in the backyard, you know. Yeah, well. Uh, hopefully he didn't do it while he was making, you know, decisions, you know, wartime yeah. decisions. <laughs> I, yeah, true. Yeah. But maybe that's a little bit where that passivity came. Uh, it could it's, be. You know, it kind of mellows you out. Yeah, hey, it could be. Could be, for sure. Maybe Trump needs to start smoking cannabis. <laughs> no, I, I, <laughs> you have to take his Twitter account away from him if that happened. 
Oh my gosh. So anyway, Edward Klein has some amazing information. And the Obamas and Valerie, there's a lot of little dynamics that are, are interesting. Um, and, and the same goes for Hillary and Bill. And, you know, he's interviewed a lot of people around him. He's even spent time with Bill. I don't think Hills allowed him to be around, but... Yeah, he'd be kind of a dangerous character to have around, considering he's writing everything down in a book. You know, Bill is, you know, usually off in Little Rock. He's got this penthouse above his library. You know, he parties there. I mean, he's even got, like, a driving range that he can drive the golf balls off the top of the roof. And he's got a garden up there. Okay, yeah. mm. and probably a helicopter pad. I mean, who knows what goes on up there? But it sounds like a lot of fun, and I'm not that far from there. So if he wants to invite me to a party, <laughs> I'll be happy to go. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Nevertheless, Bill hated the whole what happened thing. I can imagine. I mean, he thought it was pitiful. I mean, we kind of knew that. Well, it was pitiful. (laughs) It's not stupid. uh, Apparently, (laughs) he's just like, you know, he basically turned his back on her. Right. He tried. He failed. She wouldn't listen to him. And she lost. You know, she did everything he wanted for years. Then when she needed to listen to him most, she gave him the middle finger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but her friends report that basically she was at home drinking like a fish (laughs) and getting belligerent. Wow. I mean, apparently what she's a mix. one of those people. You know those people that drink and they get nasty. They become nasty. Yeah. They're, I'm a happy yeah. person. You well, give me one drink and I'm chatty. You give me two, I'll tell you anything you want to know and laugh all the time. Yeah, me too. But if you would have asked me what type of drunk Hillary is, I would have guessed the absolute bitch type. Oh my gosh. They said you know, she's throwing the F bomb and I mean, when she's straight, she's still got a resting bitch face on. So Well, and she's still blaming everybody. Yeah. Imagine what she does when she's drinking. Yeah, exactly. But Edward Klein kind of narrowed this down to five points that, you know, that five things that Hillary most often believed lost the election for her. Now, I don't have to tell you that none of them were her, but <laughs> right. the first one was, and, and some of these are kind of surprising, but he sort of gauged these. Uh, news media was easy on Trump, especially during the debates. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I tend to disagree with that. That is absolutely crazy. They have been, they have brutalized Trump. Whether yeah. you like him or not. That's all the news that I, I saw To here, say too. the media has been easy on him, I mean, they were easy on her. Oh, yeah. How could she have ever ran this country and be so out of touch with something right in front of her face? Yeah, I I don't get it. Well, okay. The DNC wasn't supporting her. That's number two. Well, I can kind of see that. I sort of see that, too. I don't know that it lost the election for it, but they were broke. They're still broke. Right. And there was a little part of that DNC that really preferred Bernie over yeah. her. Oh, yeah. And maybe yeah. because she is kind of a big B. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think it was because they thought she was going to lose. Would you but... rather work for Hillary or for Bernie? Oh, my gosh. I'd much rather work for Bernie. Exactly. I can't imagine I would last with Hillary more than five minutes. But somebody convinced them to support Hillary. 
on some level anyways. Well, she, she remember Donna Brazil's book? Right. She bought the DNC. Mm -hmm. She bailed them out, paid some loans off. Remember, she even moved their bank account to, to her Brooklyn office. Yeah, exactly. So basically, she just bought it. They didn't agree to anything. Right. They had no choice. And, and believe me, when you see the numbers, they still don't have any money, hmm. which is a systemic breakdown in the DNC. I mean, it's pretty much non-existent. Now, there's local chapters that are supporting local candidates. That are, right. have loads of money, oodles of money. But the national DNC, or I guess the Democratic National Committee, is broke. I mean, to the point they're pretty ineffective because they don't have any money. Number three, Russian hackers guided by Americans were the <laughs> third cause of her losing the election. No. She was leaning towards Trump being the Amer part of the Americans. <laughs> That yeah. she had alluded to. Yeah, there's um, no way that that affected that, the election. No true, way. True, but that's the one everybody's grabbed a hold of. Oh, yeah, of course. You know, and that has brought us none other than the Russian probe, the Russian collusion, the Russian hack, the Russian email heist, you name it. I mean, that number three ha has been the one that took hold, even though yep. I don't think anybody that has taken hold of it has actually said this lost Hillary the election. Yeah, there, it didn't. No way. They just want to take Trump down. Yeah, any way they can. So, exactly. Okay, number four is to those who criticized her for her paid speeches at Goldman Sachs. And they did that because she's a woman. Hmm. That was her number four reason. Yeah, okay. I don't know if I agree with many of these reasons. I don't think anybody would. Now, hmm. number five is the big gotcha. It was Bill's fault. <laughs> Bill didn't do enough to oh, help her. Wow. In fact, he probably didn't want her to win because he didn't want to get moved back into the White House. And he didn't want to give up his, you know, West Coast and Arkansas Playboy lifestyle. Yeah. Unreal. Okay. I don't agree with any of those. Well, I just doubt that anyone will. But, you know, he also talked about the fact that she did a lot of talking during this time since she lost the election. And sometimes in these interviews, she has really just not been coherent. Right. Now, I haven't sat and just studied these like Ed Klein did, but I believe it. Yeah. Now, I want to bring up one more thing that was in the book, and that is about Comey. Apparently, Comey, the day before the, the eve of the election, Obama was fed up with him. And a little bit of it had to do with he believed that, you know, he had really screwed over Hillary, you know, just weeks before the election. But Obama didn't trust him. Hmm. And in fact, he had put out feelers on what would be his fallback or what would the fallout be if he fired Comey. Wow. He decided against it, obviously. But in the days after the election, but before Trump took office, Comey started realizing that there had been implants from Loretta Lynch's office of Obama people that were moved over to the FBI. Hmm. Okay. Making it a huge deep state. Right. Okay. And apparently Comey was left out of the loop. Now, Ed Klein describes Comey, you know, he's six foot eight. 
I thought he was kind of had nice manners and yeah. kind of mild. He said he could turn on a dime and he would use his height and he's very agile. They said he could jump from a chair behind a desk and just almost leap around <laughs> wow. to, you know, do that tough guy thing. Right. And he would yell and demean and he, wow. he started to try to shake down the deep state. Okay. Yeah, that didn't work out for him, did it? No, but it was so interesting. One night after he has done all these late night shakedowns, he sends the office boy to the Capitol Grill and he said he wants a Caesar salad, um, some big steak and some mashed potatoes and a cheesecake for dessert. And one of the kids ran and get it and bring it back to his office. He had the kids set a table for one with a cloth tablecloth oh in his office. <laughs> he had the kid open a bottle of wine, right? Yeah. And he sits there and eats the whole meal and drinks wine while he's listening to classical music. Yeah. So when he gets to the cheesecake, he has the others come in <laughs> that has what? defied, defiled the office. Okay. Okay. He asks them if they want a glass of wine. And it's so weird that most of them say no, you know. And he sits there and eats his cheesecake. <laughs> now, this was a precursor to him preparing to clean house. Right. Trump fires him before he gets much house cleaning done. Huh. But what an eccentric. I mean, because he really was against everybody. He just seemed to want to put himself up into some sort of stage of relevancy. Sounds like he had some issues. What a cuckoo brain. Yeah, yeah, to say the least. He's going to be doing a town hall with one of the uh, mainstream media people. That will be interesting. Um, yeah. That's going to be here in a month or so when his book comes out. But Ed Klein's book is amazing. I say get it. It's very interesting. All Out War, The Plot to Destroy Trump by Edward Klein. Cool. cool. But we, can't, we don't stop there. We have a few breaking news items. Yeah, stuff um, is in happening. In fact, the judge has, oh, it's happening, baby. Yeah. It's happening. The judge has just denied Stormy's attorneys the right to depose the president. Right. Basically, after Stormy's attorney has ran around saying he's going to sue everybody and depose the president, he's got nothing. In fact, that would probably mean that the non-disclosure holds true and poor Stormy is in big debt right now. Yeah, she's in trouble. But I'm pretty sure someone's going to pay those uh, fines off for her. Yeah, well, last I heard she was at about 20 mil and her attorney went <laughs> at more than that. Because wow. apparently that holds true for her attorney. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't get disbarred. But yeah. for all of those people that were out there giggling, there's been a lot of them on TV that the president was going to be disposed like Bill Clinton, you know, in the Paula Jones trial. Well, guess what? It's not happening. Not yet, at yeah. least. Yeah. Not not as it relates to Stormy. Somebody else. They'll have to find somebody else. Yeah. Okay. And the inspector general just announced he will begin a probe into the FISA abuses of the FBI and Justice Department. That's shocking because It'll that should have happened. A, yeah, it should have happened a long time ago. Yeah. I'm yeah, shocked it took this long. Like, really? Like, when did the memo yeah, come the, out? Here's a problem with the, with the inspector general is he's great. And he is an Obama holdover, but he's really good. He doesn't have jurisdiction over the people that aren't working there anymore. 
Well, that list has become very long, yet those people are relevant. For example, he can't interview Andrew McCabe because his jurisdiction is only for those that are currently employed. So I think what we see coming down the road is another special counsel because the special counsel is the only way to get to these people that no longer work right, there. Right, right, right. Which is a very growing list. So we yeah. will be watching what happens there. Yeah, okay. Cool. Um, as we predicted, what, on Tuesday? Yeah. We predicted that the VA secretary, David Shulkin, would be fired on Friday. He was fired on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. I um, know. Good prediction. I mean, that was less than absolutely. 24 hours and bang. It, it yeah. Yeah. So I'm waiting it for the did, day. I'm waiting for the day that Trump promotes his plumber to secretary of state. Well, that may be coming <laughs> true because um, his doctor, Admiral Ronnie Jackson, MD, who I really like a lot, will be the new VA secretary. Yeah. Well, he's. Uh, now, ex- that could be because he wanted Trump to go on a diet. Trump says, I'm getting you the hell out of here. You can run the VA. <laughs> yeah. Well, he, he used to be in the service, right? Right. He used to be in the Navy, I believe. I I think he really is considered to still be. He has been the physician for five presidents. Oh, wow. Well, he should have been running. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't sound so crazy when you when you look into his. No, it's not a crazy choice. And he's very likable and he handles the mic and the press beautifully. Yeah. So I, I think it's a good choice and the VA needs it. Um, you got to remember that Sulkin was an Obama holdover. He's uh, very upset right now. He wrote an op-ed where he called the environment in D.C. over the past few months as toxic, chaotic, and disrespectful. Yeah. Now, this is the same guy that took illegal perks in Europe, you know, plus his wife hmm. on an airplane and tried not to, you know, that will, you know, on a United States airplane and. You know, they took part in some freebies. I don't know what all the freebies were. And so he was in trouble for that. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. He was publicly reprimanded for that. He did pay pay the government back for his wife's expenses. But that was probably a little too little too late. Also, Trump does not look fondly upon these guys taking trips and turning it into a vacation. It's not good optics. Yeah. Well, that's what Trudeau's uh, in trouble for. Exactly. It's bad optics in it. You know, it, it really people don't take you as seriously. Yeah. Well, a, you, like you lose credibility, exactly. accountability, integrity. Everything comes into the question then. That's true. Speaking of integrity, any word where Jared Kushner has been these days? Yeah, he's been a little scarce, hasn't he? I mean, you see Ivanka, for example, today, Ivanka got on the plane mind her father to go to Ohio for a speech. And no Jared. Yeah. You know, as of up, up until where, about a month ago, they, you usually saw them together. Right. I think Jared's in trouble. And I've said this before. I, I, I sort of think Jared's the one that's going to go down. And, you know, his family has had a lot of issues. He bought that 666 building in Manhattan. It was a stupid buy. He paid more than twice the price per square foot of the highest price anyone had ever given for a building in Manhattan. Wow. Okay. Hmm. And, you know, 666, the devil's number for Christians. This is turning out to be the devil's number for Jared. Yeah, I think Um, you might be right. I think he's going to be the fall guy. Well, listen, I think that they have caught him shopping for loans with foreigners. 
corners. Four guys. Now, first of all, he's not supposed to be he's doing anything with his businesses because that was the deal. Right. You guys can go to the White House, but you can't talk about business. You can't make deals because this gives, uh, you know, foreigners, foreign governments, the opportunity to blackmail us. Hmm. Well, he's been caught with a few, one being one of the Saudi princes. Interesting. So, of all things, the White House, and I just say the White House, is having to look into his family's finances. Right. So he's laying low so, with his head in the sand. Yeah, and you know, he lost part of his security clearance, so. I think Jared is in trouble. Yeah, I tend to agree there for sure. And Russia is a little mad because we kicked out some of their diplomats in solidarity with the UK for the nerve agent that was that is infected. It, is it really the reason or is it the election meddling, the hacking, all of that stuff? Well, we're saying it's the nerve agent. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> the know truth comes really out. Is. Yeah. But Putin, you know, an eye for an eye with Putin because he's going to expel, apparently today, 60 diplomats. One for huh. one. We expelled 60. He's going to expel 60. Of course. Um, and he is closing the U.S. consulate in St. Petersburg. Wow. I do not know where that leaves our ambassador and his wife. Um, wow. John Huntsman, whom I really, really like. So I'm a little concerned about that. Right. I hope it's they're kind, safe. It's kind of funny. Canada has just kept its nose right out of all of that business, especially with our relationship with the U.K. You know, really? Yeah. So Trudeau said nothing about this. Uh, not that I have seen in the news. It's just been kind of reported out of the UK. That's it. We've well, had has no he been kind of quiet lately too? The past week or so. Is he ever that quiet? That whole India thing? I don't know. I haven't heard too much about him. Oh, no. He's still out there taking his selfies and yeah. putting on funny hats. He's having a good time. Yeah. On on the taxpayer's dime. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> every, t every time he leaves the country, it costs us a billion dollars. I mean, he, he went to that India deal and he dressed up, looked like a fool, met with oh, some yeah. murderer terrorist guy while he was there. Twice, yeah. apparently. Oh, yeah. And and, you know, he says he signed this big trade deal. Well, a billion dollar trade deal. Here's here's where the trade deal is. We give them like three quarter of a billion and they give us like a quarter back. Wait a minute. What happened to the other half a billion? I Don't get me started. That's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Trump called Roseanne Barr. I did hear that. Yeah, miracles never cease, do they? Yeah. That is wild. But, you know, I see, I've seen clips from the show, right? I, I didn't watch it when it was on before. It's yeah, not really my thing. But I saw clips and I kind of like the way they're showing both sides. The Trump side, the Hillary side, you know, the Republicans, the Democrats, maybe even a little socialistic side. Right. You know, they, they're, they're throwing in some identity issues with the transgender and, you know, they have biracial. And I, I kind of like that, especially with her being a Trump supporter, because... You know, a lot of times people think that conservatives, you know, are not diverse. And yet 
when you statistically, they are the most diverse group as right. far as their households. Yeah. So I think it's very interesting. I'm I'm glad she's doing this. I'm glad he called her. Yeah. Uh, she had 18 million viewers. That's yeah, crazy. Pretty big in the day of cable. Yeah. Hip hip hooray for her. Yeah. And- Totally agree with you there. Yeah. And we don't always agree, but life's a journey and we're all in this together. Remember, do not become anyone's victim. Hashtag nobody's victim. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. And Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace. And everybody, thanks for listening. Dueling Dialogues is brought to you by our affiliates at IX Web Hosting. Click the banner on the rightleftchronicles.com to get up to 40% off your first year of the best hosting on the planet. Today's episode of Dueling Dialogue is brought to you by Saucy Eva. Gma's marinade is coming soon to a plate near you to gourmetize your meats and proteins.